everyone welcome to a very special episode of monster movie fun time go today we are going to be looking into the world of role-playing games believe me it is related to our normal topic because we're going to be talking about a kaiju and mecha role-playing game called mechas and monsters and with me from gallant knight games is alan barr welcome to the show alan Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. The reason I asked you to come on here is because you're doing a Kickstarter for the new version of Mechas and Monsters called Mecha and Monsters Evolved. That's correct. Yeah, we're uh, doing a kind of a updated edition. It was our second game ever. So we kind of figured it was time to go back and apply some of those skills we learned over the last several years. Sure. Second game. What was the first one? Uh, Tiny Frontiers. So the Tiny D6 system started with Tiny Frontiers. It started with Tiny Dungeon by Smoking Salamander Games, but then it moved to Tiny Frontiers, where we uh, took over the line and have. Ran I see. It, I so. see. Now I play lots of role-playing games, but I have not played any of the Tiny D6. So well, I'm hurt and sad now. <laughs> I don't well, I show anymore. But I have backed the new game, so I will hopefully That's be fun. playing that once it comes out. Well, it's fun times then. You're good to go. Yeah. I have back some of your other projects if that makes you feel any better. Yeah, thank you. The Hero's Journey and Zorro. Oh, sure. sure, sure. Okay, yeah. So uh, I have not had time to play either of those. I There's not enough time in the day both to, play, awesome. to play all the games I have. But I have looked them over quite a bit. Tell me a little bit, though, about the Tiny D6 system. Sure. So Tiny D6 is Gallant Night Games' house system. Uh, what it does is it is a minimalist role-playing game. And what that means is uh, we have stripped it down to the bare minimum of what makes a role-playing game possible, in our opinion. Um, so uh, the basic thing you do is a test. You roll two six-sided dice. If either dice is a five or six, you are successful. If you have advantage, you roll three. If you have disadvantage, you roll one. Okay. And that's, that's the whole... There's no other modifiers in there. There's no stats. Uh, your character has a couple traits that tell you what you get advantage on or some other benefits, and you kind of roll from there. You can fit a normal character on a 3x5 note card. Okay, that uh, that sounds good. So very simple. And mechas and monsters specifically, or mechas and monsters evolved specifically. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So Mechas and Monsters Evolved is um, is Tiny D6, and we've taken it and we've uh, reworked the game engine to allow you to play giant robots and giant monsters. I mean, at the core level, it's that rule set applied to giant robots and giant monsters. <laughs> and what sort of campaign do you imagine that uh, Mechas and Monsters would get up to? Lots. I mean, me running it myself... You know, we've done everything from uh, kind of Gundam-esque science fiction military sci-fi with giant robots to mm -hmm. zany, everybody's a kaiju on Monster Island kind of stories. Yeah, I watched the uh, actual play you did the other day where they were oh, trying to re retrieve the eggs. Yes, that is my go-to demo game. 
I had a kaiju based game years ago called Monster Island, the game of monster combat. And that game seemed to be mostly just building kaiju and having them fight each other. Yeah, this one is designed to let you kind of do what you I mean, let's be honest. If you're playing a game with giant robots and giant monsters, somebody's going to punch somebody and going to throw down. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Um, so I'm not going to pretend that the game doesn't center around combat. This is not a game where you're like, let's go do some kaiju politics. Yeah. Right? No, that's not how this works. <laughs> not a lot of court intrigue on Monster Island? No, not really. Uh, I mean, you, you could obviously, you know, re-engineer the game to do that. But it definitely is a game that is about big stompy things punching other big stompy things. Uh, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> so... Uh, we, we lean into that, you know, we do, there's, you, you can customize your mecha or kaiju, you pick a, we call them chassis or bioforms, and what they do is they give you a benefit, they give you some hit points, they give you um, this resource called fuel or energy, um, and then you, each bioform gives you a certain amount of choices off these various pick lists. And so, you know, if I'm going to play a daikaiju, which is the big kaiju, the biggest one with the most hit points, um, you know, you get three defensive evolutions, but only one movement evolution because you're slow. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of it kind of it gives you these choices of a pick list as well as a specific bioform ability. And you kind of roll from there. And so they roughly correspond. So you've got the the daikaiju, which is the biggest kaiju. And then you've got the colossus mecha, which is the giant city sized mecha. Right. And they are going to be mechanically equivalent on a baseline level. OK. Uh, are there any of those evolutions that let you do the Highland fling? Uh, uh, no. Okay. Uh, yeah, you have to do your Godzilla victory dance after you do the SmackDown. So I might have to yeah. ask rule that. Yeah, but I also like not get sued. <laughs> so it's one of those things. Yeah. Well, you can't you can't trademark the Highland Fling, but you can. You see that. You can. <laughs> really, a small a small uh, a small one person company, and I'm pretty sure the folks at uh, Toho can afford to sue me more than I can afford to sue them. So I'm not gonna risk it. Do you have a particular favorite kaiju? Favorite kaiju. Mm-hmm. So yes, though that's a really weird question. So you know, my history with kaiju goes back to. Um, I'm a, I'm a millennial, right? So for me, it was renting. I, I'm a, I'm one of the older millennials. I'm at the kind of the forefront of the millennial age range, mm-hmm. and so for me, it was renting VHSs from the local video store mm-hmm. of like old Toho and Shawa era Godzilla movies. Okay. Um, because I grew up in North Dakota, not a hopping place, especially in the winter. And then after, and then you know, right around when I was in school, started school, uh, Power Rangers started airing. Okay. And so a lot of my initial kaiju ex- and mecha experience was through the Sentai lens. I was kind of I was kind of a little bit behind Transformers generationally. And Gundam was like Gundam Wing was right around that time on Cartoon Network, but we didn't have cable, so I only got it in glimpses. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was really it was like Power Rangers and like VHSs of Godzilla movies, early Godzilla stuff. Is there a particular movie that's your favorite? Ooh, so um, uh, Hesdora the Smog Monster. Okay. I I had like that one's always been special to me because that was I had like a book like a like one of those flippy picture books when I was yeah. a kid, uh-huh. right? And it was about like pollution and the smog monster, right? <laughs> and I just I remember loving the art in it so much. Mm. It was this crazy like weird there's a giant lizard who had laser breath and then a smog monster 
right? And I was like, this is yeah. bonkers. Who, what is this? <laughs> right? Why would you do this? And I loved it. Like, I just thought it was such a weird thing. And do you prefer those older Showa era movies? I, I tend to, I find they have a certain charm. There is something special about them, right? Mm -hmm. Because you didn't put on that rubber suit and stomp around a city and do with sweat like that and do all that work unless you really loved what you were going for, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, so for me, they, they, they definitely have an appeal. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I have the Godzilla Criterion Collection. Yeah, 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 I got that. And I love that, uh, right? Can't uh, wait the, for them to, I'm uh, hoping they'll put out a second one. Right, the, for the next wave? Yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah, I'd love wave. to see them roll through all of it, frankly. Yeah, I mean, I've got everything, but I like having that nice Blu-ray set. And uh, maybe I could donate some of my other copies to the library if, I, if they'll put out a second volume and a third. Yeah, so I, you know, I've always loved, um, I'd love to see them do the, because that's the Shawa era box set. I'd love to see them get into some of the other the other eras of the Godzilla franchise with those sets. You know, the mm -hmm. the Heisei and the Millennium yeah. era would be awesome to see. Yeah. I think Godzilla 2000 might be my favorite. Ooh, that's a, I mean, that's a fair choice. Yeah. I, I, I'm a little older than you, so Power Rangers was my younger siblings. Sure. Uh, I watched the, they used, Godzilla used to come on the afternoon movies on a Saturday. Okay. Back when you had to tune into something at the time it was on. Right. You couldn't just, you couldn't just dial it up whenever you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, in fact, my use of the term dial it up, uh, <laughs> betrays my age as well. <laughs> well, I'm old enough that, you know, I had to explain what a payphone was to my new sister. So <laughs> I, I like I, to say. If you had told our grandparents that someday you'd be able to go to a store and pick out any movie you want and take it home, they wouldn't believe you. And if you tell our children that you used to have to go to the store to pick out a movie and take it home, they won't believe you. Yeah, this is weird. Like, if you were a kid in the late 80s, early 90s, this is a weird transitional period where you experienced a period of technology before the cloud, but... That was still advanced beyond what was around in the 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. Like you, you just this little weird snapshot of technology <laughs> that only you experienced. Yeah. As yeah. a kid. Um, yeah. You know, I really love Shin Godzilla, frankly. Okay. I saw, yeah, I saw that one in the theater. I think I that think it's is. Fantastic. I think it's a great kind of return to the roots while being fresh and interesting and new feeling. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, I love like I love all giant monster movies like Tarantulas. Um, I mean, the the uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 send up of Reptilicus is one of my favorite things to yeah. watch when I just want to throw something on. Right. Like I give me a giant monster movie all day long. It doesn't matter which one. Well, here on this show, we are making our way through them chronologically, starting Ooh. with. Yeah, I, I had the vague idea of doing a sort of a Godzilla based show. And then I thought, well, maybe I should go back to the things that came before Godzilla and inspired them. So we started started with King Kong and yeah, and uh, made our way forward. And we're including basically anything that hits the, the giant monster category. Sure. So we've covered Tarantula. Sure. Uh, Beast done, uh, oh, I was about to ask you, Harryhausen. Yes, yes. You, in you fact, can't guide you without Harryhausen being. I, and I just got in the mail today my uh, Ymir from 20 million miles to Earth 
figure. When we were doing that episode, I was like, I really like this design. I would buy a toy if there were one. And then I thought, let me ask the internet (laughs) if there is one. That's great. So he's looking at me right now. Uh, We are, yeah, I think that was the most recent one we did. So we've gone up through like Rodan and 20 million miles to Earth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I haven't released it yet, but we're doing the the one with the locusts, uh, the beginning of the end. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Where they just climb around on a postcard. Yeah. Rodan is Rodan is great because it's this weird part of the Godzilla series and mythos and franchise. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of not. And that's one thing like the the Japanese kaiju movies do. They kind of treat each movie like it's its own continuity. Yeah. Also that all the other continuities are applicable when they want them to be. Yeah. So th- well, that came up. My partner was asking me, is this part of Godzilla? And I said, well, sort of. It becomes part of Godzilla. But at this point, it's its own movie. And they don't mention that there have been other giant monsters. When Rodan shows up, nobody says, oh, this is kind of like that other thing that we just had to deal with. But then, yeah, he gets rolled into Godzilla universe. Same with Mothra. Yeah, we've got a long road ahead of us. And then this this month, I sent myself a Herculean task of putting out a mini episode of a different horror movie every day. Last year I did 31 days of horror and just logged it on Instagram and and Twitter and Facebook. And this year I had a podcast. So I thought, why don't I actually do an episode about each of the horror movies I'll be watching this year? Uh, My regular partner, Honeybee, can't keep up with that schedule. So I have different guest hosts with me throughout the month. Had my mother on the other day. Well, so, yeah, that's 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 brave. I yeah. I don't know if I would, would commit to that. <laughs> yeah, well, they're going to be much shorter. They're not full scene by scene breakdowns like we normally do. They're they're much shorter. Nice. Uh, but it's been it's been fun so far. Awesome. So <laughs> yeah, and I so, will collapse into a heap at the end of the month. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, I feel that way after we finish a Kickstarter. I'm like, I need like a three week vacation now. Yeah. So the, speaking of the Kickstarter, when does it wrap up? Uh, I believe Monday from when we're recording this. So we're recording this on the 8th. I believe it wraps up on the 11th. Uh, four days to go. Uh, no, Wednesday, October 13th. And uh, I don't remember. Were there any stretch goals or anything? Or you just Nope, we're funded. We, we've already written the book. We've already paid for the art. Our, our goal is really to print a nice, high-quality version of the book. You know, a good offset print run. Uh, mm-hmm. And just kind of recoup the costs, get it out there, you know, pay for the edit, then lay out and be done with it. The world is crazy enough. And with all the weird shortages and supply chain disruptions, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, we can do the book. We can do the book. Well, let's just do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, believe me, I've been kickstarting a lot of things and they're all, I'm sure as you well know, under all kinds of delays and holdups. Yeah. We're, we're going to deliver the big, the big mess. This is our sixth Kickstarter this year and we're going to deliver them all within a month of delivery goal, I think. so. Oh, good. By being careful and focusing, we've been able to weather it pretty well. Good. Well, good luck with your Kickstarter. As I said, I've backed it. I will put a link to it in the show notes for this episode. It's been a pretty good couple years for giant monster movies. 
mm-hmm. um, in terms of just getting content. You know, often if you're a fan of the giant monster stuff, you go through a drought, right? There'll be nothing for a couple of years, yeah. and you get some. Um, but you know, for the last couple of years, we've had everything from Kong Skull Island, Godzilla, to this year, you know, Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Godzilla versus Kong? Uh, I thought it was completely ridiculous. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I watched it on HBO, and then I went and watched it at the drive-in with uh, Honeybee, my co-host. Sure. And I bought a physical copy as well. It's all great to look at, but I thought it was a little ridiculous. Their their concept of the hollow earth I found a little bizarre compared see, I, to what you normally see. Favorite part. Because it was different, and that was mm-hmm. nice to see. I don't mind a hollow earth in and of itself. It was this weird honeycomb earth right. that I wasn't quite buying. And I don't think they quite crock how gravity works. <laughs> and where anyone was at any time was a little confusing. You sure. know, how Millie Bobby Brown and her friends got from point A to point B, why the two bases were so far apart and yet. They seem to get there in a reasonable time. How Godzilla is able to just blast down to the center of the earth. And, uh, you know, Kong comes in, in, is he in Antarctica or Arctica? I forget, but he's at one of the poles, but then he's immediately below Hong Kong. And, you know, I thought none of that really made any sense sure. or line or lined up properly, but I loved seeing a couple of big monsters punch each other in the face and, all that stuff, all of that part of it was great. I I guess I just thought, you know, a lot of these older ones, when you watch them, they don't quite make sense and you just go with it. And I guess I just expected a modern one to make a little bit more sense. Sure, that makes sense. What did you think of it? Uh, I mean, I threw it on, I poured a drink and I had a great time. There are some media that I'm like a really critical consumer of. Like if you get me on talking about spy stuff, I have lots of opinions. But like you give me a giant monster movie, I'm going to give me a drink. Give me a giant monster movie. I'm going to just I'm going to tune in. And I'm going to watch it happen. And I'm okay yeah. with that. I just want to have a good time. And that's what it gave sure. me. And I was super duper happy. I was like, I had a good time. I'm yeah. not upset that I watched this. Oh, I can't say I didn't have a good time. Right. And people are under the impression that I hate everything. This is not this is not true. Uh, and I did. I did watch it twice. And I own it and will watch it again. Yeah. There's, you can you can like something and enjoy it and have a good time and still want to comment on flaws. Yeah. There's also, you can just watch something and be like, that was fun. I don't feel the need to delve into it too far. And I'm that way with role-playing games. Like, you know, for me, Mechas and Monsters is a game where I'm like, if I just want to play with my friends for one night or a couple nights in a row or at a con or whatever, this is perfect. This is the game. Right. Right. Because we whip up a couple of kaiju, we whip up a couple of mecha, and we just do some big snoppy action. I bust out, I have these uh, 3D buildings and some like kaiju figures. Mm-hmm. I'll bust them out on the table and be like, here's the city, and you can throw the buildings and stuff. You know, just kind of, you're fun. We, we will treat like a beer and pretzels RPG. Uh huh. Like sometimes we'll play and I'll be like, hey, you're all kaiju, you can't talk, no words, you have to roar at each other. <laughs> and try to communicate. And, you know, we just get kind of silly with it. Um, and to me, that's a lot of fun. And that's why I love this game so much, um, because it can do all of that. It can go to the really serious eco terrorist, you know, humanity is destroying the world kind of themes of some of the really smart kaiju movies. Right. Mm-hmm. Like this is the consequences of humanity's hubris. It can also do the really silly, almost slapstick style comedy beer and pretzels kaiju movies. Right. And I, I love that whole spread. I love that there's such a breadth of like 
feeling in the genre. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's not, not just the legendary pictures. I, I've noticed there's a lot of other kaiju out recently. Yeah, there's been, a, I mean, you had the, the one with uh, Anne Hathaway and um, <laughs> what's his name? Um, yes. I, not Paul Rudd. No, uh, it's one of Saturday Night Live guys. Um, I can't remember his name now. Oh, anyway, that one was weird, but fun and different. And they tried something new. And I was like, oh, I'm cool with that. Colossal. Uh, there's a couple of Japanese ones. Yeah. That have come out recently. And of course, there's the Asylum <laughs> Ape versus Monster. Sure. They're they're always there <laughs> for the Atlantic Rim when you need it. Yeah. Yeah. I've not been able to finish that one yet. I... That wasn't one of the few MST things I couldn't get through. I was just like, I was not here for this. Yeah. It's too well, much. Well, I look forward to playing uh, Mecha and Monsters when it comes out. Uh, I have one player who I think is going to somehow find a way to munchkin this in spite of its minimalist well, rule set. Just give him disadvantage on everything and it won't matter. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my players are always so full of shenanigans. So uh, I think uh, throwing a minimalist rule set at them will... Uh, help help deter that it's not their shenanigans it's it's they're built into the rule sets but you know you set something up and then they go well let me pull out this power that you forgot i had and totally negate that thing you were trying to do right well thank you very much for joining me today here alan uh, good oh, luck with your kickstarter thank you uh, folks you can write to us at monstermoviefuntimego at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voice message at our anchor page, anchor.fm slash MMFTG. Alan, you got anything you want to drop on us? Uh, uh, you know, Kickstarter, and Monsters Evolved. Um, Gallant Night Games is on Twitter at Gallant K Games or Facebook.com slash Gallant Night Games. Okay. Thanks for joining us. And as always, folks, we will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.